Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Bi-Weekly Report for March 7th, 2022. The attention we pay to inflation these days may lead to us overlooking other important economic information that builds the framework for successful investment decisions. I'm Phil Adler. Our guest today is Confluence Investment Management Market Strategist Patrick Fearon Hernandez. Patrick, what are we missing by devoting so much attention to inflation? Hi, Phil. First, let me say thanks for having me on the show. To answer your question, the thing that we're missing by focusing so much on current inflation is all the factors that are likely to undercut economic growth and price pressures later on. There's been a lot of focus on tightening monetary policy, but the thing that's hardly getting any attention at all is the tightening in fiscal policy, in other words, government taxes and spending. Well, while I understand that fiscal tightening has been unfolding for a while, I was still surprised to learn that the federal deficit actually shrank in 2021 compared to 2020. Explain how this happened. Well, first, federal spending in calendar year 2021 was essentially flat compared with 2020. Of course, there was a big stimulus program early in the year and lots of continuing outlays related to the pandemic as well. But total outlays were basically the same as in the big spending year of 2020. The second factor was that the strong economic recovery in 2021 boosted income tax receipts. With spending flat, but tax revenues up, the fiscal deficit in 2021 was about $771 billion smaller than in 2020. If deficit spending helps fuel the economy, and and if the deficit shrank during 2021, why didn't the economy suffer? Well, that decline in the deficit undoubtedly kept the economy from growing faster than it otherwise would have. But the headwind simply wasn't noticeable with all the other things going on in the economy at the time. For example, companies and individuals had so much pent-up demand and lots of excess cash and savings left over from the earlier pandemic stimulus programs that they were able to keep boosting their spending compared with the previous year. What are the 2022 projections for the deficit? Well, based on projections by authorities like the Congressional Budget Office and the White House Office for Management and Budget, the deficit is expected to narrow by some $1.3 trillion this year, mostly because of higher income tax receipts and reduced transfer payments to states, local governments, and individuals. In other words, revenues are expected to keep rising while outlays actually decline. So can we assume that the coronavirus stimulus that flowed from Washington has almost entirely been spent? Well, it certainly looks like the excess stimulus and savings are being spent rapidly, especially considering the steep rise in prices as inflation rages. Lower-income families are probably coming quite close to the point where they've spent down their excess savings on average. Once those savings are mostly spent, future consumption spending will rely much more on the rise in income versus the rise in prices. Patrick, doesn't the giant infrastructure plan passed by Congress add significant dollars to the economy and to the deficit and and help keep the economy humming along? 
the trillion dollars or so in the infrastructure plan will indeed give a boost to the economy, but mostly spread out over time. Big infrastructure projects like new bridges and roads don't happen quickly, so that spending will be spread out over several years. In addition, remember that the bill also includes a variety of revenue increases, like wireless spectrum auctions and repurposing pandemic stimulus funds that had not been spent. The Congressional Budget Office Office estimated that the net addition to the deficit will only be $250 billion over 10 years, and I say only in quotations. So are you saying that this year fiscal tightening will have a greater effect on asset values than it did in 2021? We think it could. It's a key reason why we and a lot of other analysts think that asset prices will face more headwinds in 2022 than in 2021. And an increase in interest rates will only add to the price pressure on assets like stocks and housing. Exactly. The deficit won't be shrinking in isolation. It'll be happening along with tighter monetary policy and the fact that many asset values are already elevated. All those things are likely to combine and be a pretty stiff headwind for stock prices, at least compared with last year. And on the subject of housing, at some point, Landlords, I expect, will demand payment for back rents that were delayed during the pandemic. I can see people being turned out on the streets, either that or rents and property values coming down substantially and the overall economy taking a pretty serious hit. What do you predict? You would think that people turned out of their house or apartment might be in trouble, but that would probably be mitigated to at least some extent by today's extremely strong labor market and and rising wages. On the landlord side of things, it may be relatively easy to make up for lost rents and and other such disruptions simply because of the strong demand and, and rising values for properties. In the bigger scheme of things, I don't see a lot of problems overall from the back rent issue. Patrick, does it seem likelier that because of the combination of circumstances that we've been discussing, inflation might come down quite quickly, but the price for that will be recession? Well, remember, we're not necessarily projecting that this combination of tight monetary and fiscal policy will kick the economy into recession. The economy still has a lot of momentum, and we suspect it'll keep growing, albeit more slowly than in 2021. That should help to gradually bring down inflation pressures, but over time. Bottom line, is this likely to be a a middling to down year for stocks? Well, we certainly think it'll be more challenging than last year. We're still assessing the impact of the Russia-Ukraine war and the overall situation, but we do think stocks can keep rising from where they are right now. It's just that we don't expect a banner year like we had in 2021. And what about commodities and bonds? With interest rates rising and inflation uh, coming down only slowly, we think bonds will be challenged. On the other hand, we've been positive on commodities for some time, especially regarding energy and precious metals. As you might imagine, those categories have been exceptionally strong during the Russia-Ukraine war. Going forward, the residual liquidity in the market, even after monetary and fiscal tightening, is likely to keep supporting commodities like oil, natural gas, and precious metals throughout the year. 
Thank you, Patrick. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We wish to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. This information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler. 